Hi, y'all. This is Carrie D. from Coffee with Carrie. It's such a privilege to do this adventure we call homeschooling with you. Thank you for tuning in again and walking this homeschooling journey with us. If you're new to us, you can find us on Instagram at Coffee with Carrie Consultant or at our website, coffeewithcarrie.org. It's our prayer that our website, our homeschooling consulting services, and now our podcast will help you homeschool one step at a time, one day at a time, and one cup of coffee at a time. As I'm talking to you, I'm wearing one of my favorite sweatshirts. It says, with a cup of coffee in my hand and Jesus in my heart, I am unstoppable. I need that reminder because, friend, sometimes I'm just not feeling it. I pray everyone is hanging in there as we're spending more and more time isolated from our friends and our extended families. In many ways, it feels like the pause button has been hit. I know for me, I've been telling myself for months that our family needs to just slow down, spend more time together, and to get off this crazy train for a while. But I just couldn't bring myself to pull the plug. I guess God had to do it for me. Today's segment is part four in our 10-part series, The Ten Essentials of Homeschooling. In the first three episodes, we discussed how Bible time, meal time, and outdoor time are essential for thriving and surviving while homeschooling. Read aloud time is an essential, and we should try to make it a priority. It's something we should try to do each and every day. I hear a lot of moms say they just don't have the time to read aloud each day. My answer to that is, well, how do you eat an elephant? Well, you eat it one bite at a time. Okay, now that I think about it, that's a pretty inhumane and pretty gross expression, but it's true nonetheless. How about we use advice from St. Francis of Assisi to sum up how to eat an elephant, or at least to tackle reading aloud each and every day. He says, to start by doing what's necessary, then do what's possible, and then suddenly you're doing the impossible. So let's break this down fitting read-aloud time into our schedule piece by piece. Okay, so let's say you read 20 minutes a day, five days a week. So that's not even including the weekends, just the days you're doing school. That's 100 minutes per week. When you break that down, that's almost two hours of read-aloud time per week. Okay, so for reading 100 minutes a week times four weeks, because most months have four weeks, that's about 400 minutes per month. That's almost seven hours of read-aloud time a month. So if we have 400 minutes a month and we read 10 months, we multiply that by 10. Let's just say you take a complete break during the summer. That's 4,000 minutes per year. That's almost 67 hours of read-aloud time a year. And what if you decide to read longer than 20 minutes on some days? What if you read on the weekends some weeks? What if you read while you're on road trips or in your car? Then we can easily estimate that we can read almost 75 hours a year if we only read about 20 minutes a day. Read aloud really is doable, and every minute counts. The average Audible children's book is about three to four hours long. So if we're reading about 70 hours a year, you and your family can enjoy over 16 books a year just by reading 20 minutes a day. And that's not even counting picture books because they take even less time to read. So when you break read aloud time down into bite-sized goals, 
which is to read aloud every day for about 20 minutes, then reading lots of books together becomes very doable. And with our present COVID stay-at-home mandates and social distancing requirements, this is a great time to stay in your PJs, snuggle up together, and do some serious read-aloud together. I have a few favorite books to help you make essential number four read-aloud time a priority. The first one is by Sarah McKenzie called Read Aloud Family. The second book is The Enchanted Hour by Megan Gordon. And tied for thir- third place is the classic Honey for the Child's Heart by Gladys Hunt and a new book written by Jamie Martin entitled Give Your Child the World, Raising Globally-Minded Kids, One Book at a Time. You can find these resources and a few other recommendations at our website, coffeewithcarry.org. Read Aloud Time has been one of our family's favorite things to do. In a way, Read Aloud Time has been more of an essential for me than for my kids. I love the connection, and sometimes, especially when they get older, it's harder and harder to find time to connect with your homeschooling teen as they're doing more and more schoolwork on their own. Read Aloud has been the one constant in our homeschooling journey, and along with family devotions, it's been the best way to spend time with my son, who's the only one left home that I'm homeschooling. Even when my kids were able to read on their own, we kept reading aloud as a family. Every month or two, I would pick a book I wanted to read as a family. Many times, it had something to do with the historical time period we were studying in history. Sometimes, it was a biography, or sometimes it was just a great book that I never got to read as a kid. We would read silly books, realistic fictions, books that were being made into movies, sci-fi books, adventure books for my son, and fantasy novels for my girl. It may seem silly to read aloud to children who can already read on their own, but it's such a precious way to spend time with your family. First, reading aloud to readers can enlarge their repertoire of genres. I don't think my son would ever have read and enjoyed the Michael Vay series by Richard Paul Evans if we hadn't read it together. He's not a sci-fi kind of a kid, but he enjoyed that series nonetheless. My daughter, who loves all things fantasy and dystopian, would never have read Life on the Mississippi by Mark Twain if I hadn't read it as a family. It's now one of her favorite books, and because of it, Twain is one of her favorite American authors. Reading aloud as a family helps broaden your child's natural inclination to read just one kind of genre. It allows you to introduce characters, people, places, cultures, and different periods to kids who might be stuck in Narnia, Camp Half-Blood, Hogwarts, or a galaxy far, far away. Second, reading aloud helps build their vocabulary and their writing skills. If you're reading aloud to children who can read on their own, then make sure you pick books to read as a family that are slightly higher than their reading level. And read to your older child. Pick books a little higher than your eldest's reading ability. Don't worry about the younger ones. Everything else will just trickle down. You'll be amazed at how much they actually comprehend when you're reading, especially if they're drawing, doing handwork, or building with Legos while you're reading. By reading books at a higher reading level than theirs, they hear words they wouldn't encounter in their shorter and easier chapter books. The plot lines are more complicated, and the characters are more developed. It also whets their appetite for the classic authors when you read books that were written before 1950. 
the vocabulary in those books are also richer. Reading aloud books that are slightly higher than their reading level will also help them become better writers. The best writing program out there is reading and being read to. Ben Franklin taught himself to write by being a prolific reader and by trying to imitate the writing of great writers and thinkers. So if you read aloud every day to your children, then in 20 minutes, they are also getting a writing lesson, a vocabulary lesson, and quite possibly a history lesson too. Third, it's one of the best ways to create common memories and little inside jokes. After reading Shakespeare, we ran around telling each other not to be such joltheads. It also allows your kids to see you being very vulnerable. One of my son's inside jokes is that I cry at the end of almost every book we read together. As soon as he hears my voice quiver, he looks up and teases, Mom, are you going to cry again? He thinks it's the funniest thing ever. And finally, Audible and books on tape count. Listening to books on Audible allows the mama to have a break, and it's a fun way to do read aloud on road trips, family vacations, or while stuck in traffic. And you know, sometimes it's just better and more fun to hear The Adventures of Huckleberry Finn read with a southern accent, or listen to Peter Pan being read with a British accent, or to hear the hobbits sing their songs and speak their dialect from an actual hobbit. It's never too late to make read aloud an essential part of your homeschooling. And during this COVID lockdown, this is a great time to try read alouds as a family, or it's a great time to get back into it. So why not use read aloud time to learn together? Use read aloud time to spark an interest in your favorite author, to read books you never got to read as a kid. Use books to travel the world or to learn about something historical from the eyes of those who experienced it, either fictional or factual. Read lots of historical fictions and biographies. The more adventurous and mysterious, the better. Read fanciful books. It's a great way to learn about medieval times and knights. Read Greek mythology. You will also be learning about Greek and Roman culture and customs all at the same time. Read silly books just for fun. Read Shakespeare. We listen to it, abridged and unabridged. Read classics that are set in time periods you're studying, and read classics, you know, just because. There are so many lists of recommended children books to read. Get them, use them, but here's a word of caution. Use them as a resource, not as a must-read list. I love reading aloud, and Sarah McKenzie has some many wonderful lists, but not all the books that she recommends are family loves. Don't be afraid to stop reading a book after a few chapters if everyone is bored. Give it a few chapters before you quit. But if you find everyone, especially you, are falling asleep and you don't think the characters are engaging, well then go ahead and stop reading it. It's really okay. You will not be shamed for not liking a book everyone else does. And I must confess, I can't stand The Hobbit. And no one in our family likes The Hobbit. I tried to read it. Our family tried to read it. It just isn't our kind of a book. But we have many friends who have read it multiple times as a family because they love it that much. And that's okay. Read what appeals to you and to your family. Pick books that captivate your audience. Books that make you laugh and cry. Books that give you a purpose or insight into a person's soul. 
Carol Joy Side is another great resource for literature books to read. She has lists and lists of books that you can use to read your way through history. In all of our years of homeschooling, we never used a formal history book. We use what Charlotte Mason and Carol Joy Side call living books. There really is no need for a history textbook, or even a science textbook, when you do read alouds as a family. Just like a hiker or a camper needs his map and compass, his extra trail food, his sunblock, and his flashlight, it's essential that homeschoolers have their Bible time, meal time, outdoor time, and read aloud time. Read aloud time is definitely an essential to homeschooling. I hope our podcast has inspired you to make read aloud time a priority and to dust off a few books this week. By the way, if you haven't read The False Prince by Jennifer Nielsen or Adventures with Waffles by Maria Parr, I suggest you start there. Thank you for hanging out with us and for joining me for this little coffee break. If this is your first time joining us, you can find our blog at coffeewithcarry.org. We also have daily devotions and homeschool tips at our Instagram account at coffeewithcarryconsultant. If you heard something you like, then share our podcast or our Instagram and website with a friend who might need some encouragement this week, or share it with a friend who might be homeschooling for the first time this month. We hope you can join us next time as we talk about homeschooling essential number five. We are praying for you. Stay healthy and see you next time.